This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome, everyone, to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week, we're talking about Lake Placid. They look pretty placid. But not, but the, the lake they go to isn't actually placid. But they, they have yeah. to spend some exposition explaining oh, that yeah, to the that's audience. Right. <laughs> yes. Uh, this movie came out in 1999. Yeah, it did. Directed by Steve Miner, written by David E. Kelly. What's that guy ever done? Yeah. yeah. Starring Bridget Fonda, Bill Pullman, Oliver Platt, Betty White, R.I.P., and, yeah. I don't know, Donald, oh, Brendan Gleeson. Yeah. It's a big one. Natty Gann herself is in this. I don't know who that is. You never, you never watched The Journey of Natty Gann as a kid? No. Uh, the, no. Mer- Meredith Salinger is, is the actress. She's the, the, the only woman deputy oh, okay yeah, yeah. Ed, uh, Adam Arkin and Riska Hargate cameos too there you go mm-hmm. um, Jeff's, two Jeff's favorite actors <laughs> yeah so uh, yeah we, uh, we'll get into it but just you know in the honor of Betty White this we have this was on our list the only list <laughs> probably move that Betty White on it so why not do it what the heck mm-hmm. she almost made it to 100 I think Alex jinxed her yeah, he he pulled a Leonard Nimoy on her. <laughs> yeah, Betty, Betty White. He did pull it. I forgot, Blanco. we had a curse there for a while. Maybe the curse is back. <laughs> Betty White. Yeah, we haven't talked about Louis Anderson or Meatloaf lately, have we? Wait, I don't think we even mentioned Bob Saget either. <sighs> Too many. Yeah, yeah. Meat, yeah Meatloaf and... Whew. Anyway, let's talk about Lake Placid. Uh, Scott, this is on your list. What's your history with this? So, I I saw this in the theaters. Uh, I don't remember with whom. Probably at the Cynodome, as we've, we've as we've talked about many many times. Mm-hmm. Uh, either that or the one on on Beach Boulevard next to Golfland. Uh, one of the two. Uh, at, at any rate, uh, I remember enjoying it. Bleep. Someone's getting, <laughs> someone's sliding someone's into somebody's laid. DMs. Yeah, yeah. late night Budico. Uh <laughs> Enjoying it, um, or watching this with my dad. This, this kind of movie is like it was right up his alley. <laughs> like, uh, not not the lowest budget horror, but not <laughs> there's not a whole lot of uh, budget here other than. The actors and, and some of the special effects, really. Uh, and even then, yeah, some of that suspect. But, uh, yeah, just, just a simple, dumb, fun monster movie at, at its core. Uh, that, yeah, that uh, is, uh, I've always thought of fondly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll go back. I'll go next. I did not see this in the theater. I saw it on cable. Um... Probably at a friend's house the first time. I think it was at Adam's house, and it was like that summer it was on TV all the time. We watched it a few times. Like I said, it was. I think we just got a kick hearing Betty White cuss, which is probably why we <laughs> liked it. 
Um, but whatever, yeah, it's a fun movie. Like it's it is what it is. We'll talk about it. But uh, yeah, that's mm-hmm. my history with it. Alex, I saw it for the first time today. No. Oh, okay, that's it. Yeah, never really appealed to me when I watched the trailers or anything like that. Nobody hyped it up, so didn't watch it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. Well, as usual, we're just going to talk about seven items from the movie. Scott, why don't you lead us off? Watch number seven. Okay. So, uh, let me say that, that I did enjoy this movie, uh, but watching it again, um, you know, after doing the podcast for so long, it's it's difficult not to pick things apart. Uh, not, not, that, mm-hmm. not that I have any great talent for movie or literary analysis, but... Uh, <laughs> what are you uh, talking about? This movie's bulletproof. Yeah, um, <laughs> some some things were, were making me like laugh, and I started to look for them, uh, and it, it, it enhanced the experience. I would say well, these these weren't things that I were that I was annoyed with. Uh, so my number seven though was uh, Bridget Fonda keeps getting knocked off of things. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like any anytime there's an action sequence, she's she's getting flipped off. She's getting the canoe flipped over. She's getting tossed off the end of the boat. Mm-hmm. She gets flung out of the the flatbed of the the truck, not the flatbed, but the 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 back of the truck. Yeah, um, yeah, like she's pretty useless <laughs> yeah. in in any of the the action sequences. Um, and yeah, just her character. Uh, it's mostly there just to to scream at things and uh, and fall off of things. Uh, so yeah, just a thing that I noticed. <laughs> I couldn't have another yeah. character happen. It had to be her every single time. Yeah, that's what <laughs> okay. I'm saying. All right. Well, I'll let on to that. Yeah, I said Fauna's character is pointless except to fall down a lot. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and just to shoehorn in some kind of love story, like which was so bad, like. Yeah, she was useless. Okay, like it starts out to send her there to look at a tooth, and she's a paleontologist, which never comes into play. And even Bill Pullman, Bill Pullman keeps calling. Why are you here? <laughs> yep. Yeah, there's a tooth. No, you found the tooth. So why are you here? And it's just ah. Uh, so which I give it credit for calling it out, but it was like, yeah, we just need a pretty girl in this movie, and we can have a love interest thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and then they, they they finally fleshed out a little bit. When he's like, you're actually like enjoying yourself, you know. Just, yeah. uh, but, but, but that's about as much as... <laughs> yeah. So she can cry about the cow not getting eaten. Like, mm. I don't know. Yeah. So. And she's just like super mean for like the first half of the movie too. Yeah. That's a, just a rough character to have to play. <laughs> yeah, telling the helicopter part not to talk to her. It's just, yeah, it's just, I'm city girl. I'm going to go to country. Mm-hmm. All right. Alex, number seven. <laughs> my number seven is yeah the romantic subplot what yeah it's awful as jeff mentioned uh why was it yeah it's it's just fucking shit they couldn't have come up something someone better than a paleontologist how about she's also a biologist that reaches just gators and then oh here comes this asshole my main competition who's a rich boy oliver platt and they're like competing like in, in, in the cut in the cutthroat world of <laughs> yeah that i think what, what, what are they that what are kind of herpetologists or like <laughs> yeah. reptiles yeah. i don't know but that kind of bullshit would have flown with the rest of the um the feeling and the and uh the flow of the, the rest of this movie 
That would have fit in better than what? Uh, then she's crying because she got dumped, and it was her friend. That that all of that was fucking pointless. I didn't I mean, like that, that. I mean, all that all that character stuff is fine, but they never give her nah. like anything like redeeming to do. Like, I guess she consoles Oliver Platt's character, and that's about yeah. it. Like, and I guess she's a proponent. Or she helps talk him into saving the the one croc, but that's like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Doesn't get a whole lot to do. And just react constantly to things. No. Fall off of things, yeah. Yeah. Alright. Well, at least toward the end of the movie, Oliver Platt just didn't shoot her for being annoying. You mean Gleason? Or any of them. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about Jackie Brown. Anyway, uh, Scott, number six. <laughs> oh. Sorry, I missed that. <laughs> That's right. Lewis. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so my my number six, um, something that that was amusing me is they, and they reference it several times in the movie, but there was some sort of weird chain of command going on where Bill Pullman was in charge, yeah. and they like lay it out before they leave just so that the audience is aware, like oh, in in this particular case, uh, Fish and Wildlife has jurisdiction, like like they they. they Every, every, like just like it's common knowledge like everybody knows that <laughs> when an animal kills somebody out in the middle of the woods that uh fish and wildlife gets to tell the sheriff's department what to do right <laughs> then they keep talking about that and um how they're gonna fly the guys up to f- fly those dudes up from florida um which i guess makes sense because they would have more experience dealing with gators um but yeah, oh, yeah. Just, just the idea that, that Pullman, you know, pulling pull rank, and then that there was this weird beef, at least from the sheriff anyways, this weird beef between the fish and wildlife and the sheriff's department. Like, there, there's some friction there for some reason. Uh, yeah. Yeah, all of it, I found all that amusing. So I have a question. That other team that came in, were they, they said, were they just Florida, or were they like the national... They kept the, the saying federal f- game and yeah, and they kept whatever. saying Florida. Okay, you know, I guess they would be the, but they would be the Gator experts though, not the Crocs. So that I understand that either. <laughs> I guess yeah, 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 it's a lizard goes away. Yeah, I guess I guess there's similarities. There. I, I was just thought, I just thought Pullman was for the state, right? He was the main. Uh, that's her in Maine, right? Isn't that what they said? Yeah, anyway, yeah, yes. yeah. And then this would be the federal version. The sheriff. So, well, then even at one point, there's like state police there. Oh, so yeah, it's like right. when the it's like why weren't they there from off. the beginning? Yeah, I don't know. It's best yeah. not to think too hard about yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, uh, my number six is I did not. I think Oliver Platt was terrible casting for this role. I did. I did not like him in this role at all. He was stupid and annoying, and there wasn't. There was some not great dialogue in this, and I felt like Oliver Platt. Got most of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, he's so, just so eccentric. He's just, I mean, it was supposed to be, but it just, I just did not work for him. I don't know. I did not like him. And then, like him calling Gleason fat, I was like, "What are you talking about, man?" Yeah, <laughs> seriously. It's like, what? You're it's lucky your canoe this... isn't sinking. Well, yeah. At the at the end of the movie, he calls himself fat. So yeah, he does. But it just yeah, yeah. It's weird. It's, stuff. It, it's... Like, oh, you have big boobs. Oh, he's just so weird. He's yeah. I I did. I mean, I. 
I, I do like Oliver Platt. Like, sometimes he's, like, the best thing in a movie. But sometimes, yeah. Like Three here. Musketeers. Yeah. Don't want to close my eyes. <laughs> the wrong movie. <laughs> you know what? I always get him confused with... <laughs> you guys are going to laugh at this. The painter slash, like, renovator in Murphy Brown's oh. house the entire time. Um... You know what? And, you know what? I, wait. Say good. Okay. And, uh, oh, God, what's his name? Dusseldorf or whatever from the Harry Potter. Who's the big giant guy? Uh, Hagrid. Hagrid. I think I get those people. It's gone. I, I can kind of see what you're talking about with uh, Vincent Pastorelli. Dusseldorf. Or Pastorelli. I, uh, I can kind of see okay. what. I can kind of see that. Robbie Coltrane, not so much, Jeff. <laughs> But I guess they're, well, they're both the kind big of beard yeah, they're both kind of burly, yeah, yeah. When they're bearded, anyway. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, That's I did not like his casting here. Not that it was a great cast movie, although there's anyway. I'll talk about it later. Well, they were, they were kind of ahead of their time with like the rich, uh, like eccentric adventurer. Not not the first time that has been done, but I feel like it's more relevant now in 2022 than it was in '99. Anyway. Yeah. Alex, number six. My number six is, especially at the start, there's just too many assholes. There's way too many assholes in this in this movie at the start. Everybody's trying to asshole out each other, and it, everybody just starts as really unlikable. It's like, I don't, I don't like any of you. I don't give a shit. So that turned me off, like, pretty much right off the bat. The only person I liked was Gleason's character. I liked him the whole time. Yeah, felt... I'll get to, I'll get to that. That's higher up on my list, but yes. yeah, me too. He's the only person in this thing who I just kind of felt was. But yeah, I mean, fishing game. Even the scuba diver at the start, he was an asshole. Yeah. Well, Pullman, I feel way, like way too subdued. He couldn't keep up with the eccentricities of everybody I, else. I, he was an you know, I, I I like all these actors a lot, and I felt like Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman was just kind of a a non entity in this until like the very end of the movie. <laughs> just gonna be, shoot him. Yeah. You're Doesn't anyone bastard. have any more missiles? <laughs> <laughs> I have more to say about that later too. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, uh, Scott, number five. Uh, my number five is actually about Brendan Gleeson, um, who, if if you were to pick a, uh, any of these actors, say that Brendan Gleeson's probably the one that's the. Most, most too good for this. <laughs> yeah. The most realistic American. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. He played Trump recently, didn't he? Mm-hmm. I think he did. Uh, but um, yeah, he. So he, he. I don't know what they were going for with his character, but he does not speak like a normal human being. And I'm not talking about some of the just bad dialogue that some of the characters have. Like he says things that that are just weird, and and I think they were kind of going for like a, a Biff thing, where he screws up things, because maybe you know he's not super smart. But I I don't think that I think he just says really weird things for no reason. Uh, so at one point, he refers to like tampons as feminine napkins when they're on the boat. Like he's trying to give mm-hmm. Bridget Fonda's character a real time a hard time. I like what that 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 was like a record scratch moment for me. 
Um, how he keeps doing the, yeah. oh, you're one of those rude sarcastics. Like, that was a really weird thing that he kept calling people in the beginning of the movie. Um, at one point, so this one I can see as being more of a Biff thing. And he says, I'm not a brain scientist. <laughs> that, that actually made me chuckle. Yeah. Um, and then he keeps calling Oliver Platt a mental. Like, nobody says that. <laughs> I don't know where they came up with that. Maybe Gleason ad lived it. Like I, I, I don't know. It's just such a weird thing. But every time he said it, I had to like stop, uh, kind of watching the movie and think about it for a second. <laughs> like, it was just so weird. Um, yeah, I just I didn't get it. Like Gleason, all the the weird stuff he was saying. So yeah, that, that's my number five. Okay. Um, my number five, we kind of just talked about, uh, I'm just going over actors now. I have Bill, Bill Pullman playing Bill Pullman. He, <laughs> he doesn't, I don't, I'm trying to think of all his movies and he kind of just plays the same guy. Like, there's just little small changes, but he's just the whole time, I'm cool. But not too, I don't know, he's just normal guy. I don't know, just Bill Pullman. I was like, yeah, it's Bill Pullman. Yeah, I, I I don't disagree with that. The uh, uh, he I, might as well be Lone Star. He might be the president. He might no 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 no. He was he was way better in those roles. He actually acted. It, but it's it, the same thing. It's the same. He's just him. It I. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned Lone Star because I thought of Spaceballs when they're on the campfire on uh, the oh, desert planet, gosh. like in that one scene toward the beginning of the movie when it's just him and Bridget Fonda. I, I couldn't help but think of that, that scene. When she uh, brought all her matched luggage? Yeah. <laughs> Royal Highness's matched luggage. Yeah, I don't know. I just... Because I like Bill Pullman, but it just, it just felt like he kind of plays the same thing every single time. So, whatever. Bill Pullman. Alex, number five. My number five, and this was a, a pretty good shock for me. So I thought I was in for, a, 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 you know... A more gory movie, I guess. But when, at the very start, when the sheriff pulls up, like, the scuba diver, and I thought it was, oh, man, he's going to have, like, a missing leg or something or an arm, and he just pulls up a torso. That was, that took me by surprise. Yeah, that was, shit. That was some good stuff. Yeah, that was cool. And then that was pretty much it (laughs) after that. Well, the head. I was disappointed. Yeah, but, eh. But the half of scuba diver, there's entrails, you're just bleeding and everything. Yeah. It's cool. It's like, oh man, this okay, this is gonna be awesome. I'm in. And then nope. I'm out. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Scott, number four. Uh, my number four, uh, just to follow up on what Alex said, uh, there's there's some good gore in this. Uh, for for a horror movie, it wasn't wall to wall. Because I don't think that's the kind of movie they were going for, but yeah, like you said, the the, yeah, the best bit made this movie. the the best bit was was uh, in in the beginning when yeah, like you said, when he pulls him up on the boat. Um, yeah, the the decapitation was was pretty solid. Uh, you know, they they find the the random toe um, that was that was pretty gross. Um, see the, I, I guess the the cow getting devoured wasn't really that gory because um, you don't really see any blood. Yeah, the bear either. Yeah, same with the bear. Yeah. Um, you, you get the moose head. Um, but, uh, yeah, the the guy getting, uh, or pulling up the torso, 
Um, that 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 was good stuff, and the decapitation. Hey, the guy at the beginning was he like looking at the nest or something? Yeah, he was doing. I I, I was almost laughing out loud because he's like in the beaver nest, and the only tension is just the music. <laughs> yeah, if, if you remove the the dramatic music, it's just a guy looking at a beaver nest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice beaver. Yeah, but it wasn't like I thought. See, I remember. I mean, I've been so long. I thought you were going to see like there were a, his eggs were, or the gator's eggs were in there, and obviously yeah. there was more than. Because at the end they all hatched. Maybe that's just what I was thinking, but yeah, nope, nope, nothing. There was actually there was nothing weird. It was just a beaver dam, okay. beaver head, mm-hmm. whatever they called. That would have been good writing. <laughs> nah, yeah, maybe better. <laughs> yeah, better. Yeah. Uh, so my number four now is the it's the special effects. There were good ones and bad ones for this movie. Like it's a, yeah. obviously it's a low budget movie. And there were some things with the gator that were good, or croc, and there were some things that were really bad, and I don't know. I, you already mentioned the gore, the few, the couple gore scenes, which were good, I thought. So, I don't know. This movie is so short, and there's not much to it, there was hard to come up with seven items for this, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, yeah. The movie ended, and I was like, oh, I gotta come up with seven items <laughs> for this. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, but the facts, there's, there's a couple times where you see his tail, like, I mean, okay, we haven't mentioned it, obviously they're just, I mean, David E. Kelly, who's supposedly a good writer, just ripped off Jaws, like, everything about it, like, even the underwater shots, and, or maybe the director came up with that shot, but it was so much, like, uh, and the effects were good, yeah, you, had the, you can't really have a dorsal fin, so maybe show a tail, flicking around every once in a while, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I did like the effect of when Oliver... Platt was in the water with it, and it just kind yes. of followed him. Yeah, that was awesome. I did like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, that's number four. Alex? My number four is uh, the sheriff, played by what's-his-face Gleason. Mad Moody? Mad Moody Gleason. That's right. Um, or Mad Eye Moody? Yeah, he was, he was uh, pretty likable. I mean, he was a bit of a jerk at the <laughs> I like the way, he, like Scott said, he, he was meant to be like a bit of a Biff character, even though he did say some head scratchers. Uh, but he was, he, yeah, he was likable in his own way. Uh, I'm glad he survived. That scene was great at the at the very beginning when they're arguing and that college girl comes up and says, are you guys going over to Black Lady? I heard there was some sort of accident. Somebody died. <laughs> he tries to put on the charm. Oh, that was hilarious. Like both him and Bill Pullman turn to check out her ass and now. Yeah. <laughs> it's not uh, just him. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then uh, Bridget Fonda slaps him in the face. He puts the moose head down. <laughs> oh, that whole that that got a chuckle out of me. Yeah. He's good. Yeah. What was his name? Hamish? What's his name from Braveheart? Oh. I don't know. It's Hamish. Anyway. It's Bumbledore. All right, uh, Scott, number three. Uh, number three is <laughs> my note. I just said random bear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They just, they needed a way to finally show the, the croc. Um, and yes, it devouring a bear is very effective, but just kind of the way the bear appeared, where it just randomly was there. Like, they're, they're like 50 feet from the campsite. You know, it's not like, <laughs> they were wandering out in the middle of the woods. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, all of a sudden, this, this giant 
like I don't know if that was a grizzly supposed to be a grizzly or whatever, but uh, I think it was supposed to be a grizzly. Um, but yeah, it just appears and runs by them all and then turns around. <laughs> I guess the, it was supposed to be them diving out of the way as it charged. Um, I, yeah. I'm pretty sure bears a little more agile than that. They're not bulls, <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it was it was an effective way to to finally show the the croc and to to give some sense of scale. Um, so it was good and bad. It was it was silly that it just all of a sudden the bear was there, uh, but it it was a, an effective way to finally show it. Um, yeah, more more to say about the the crocs, but you uh, know you know what. The line in the boat, when the sheriff said they didn't pack any feminine napkins, which meant that Bridget Fonda's character was possibly underpaid, uh, and that's what attracted the bears, according to Anchorman. You're right. According a- to Anchorman. Alex yeah. at gmail.com. <laughs> what? It's science. I mean, I have no problem with a bear coming out of nowhere and attacking him in the middle of the woods. Like, it was near their campsite, which was in the middle of the woods. So, I don't I guess have a problem so. with that. Nah. Nah. What, what, what's mad about? Where do bears live? In the middle of the woods. In the woods, but they, they stay away from people. I thought bears lived with popes. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. They go shit together. Uh, in the woods. Wear funny hats. If you're in their territory, if they're near a kill or something, they're gonna. Come I guess. I guess it's like out of. It's not out of the realm of possibilities. Just... Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I, I played what's it called the, the Red Dead Redemption. I got attacked by bears a couple times. It sucked. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't have been standing there. Yeah. No, I was just. Never mind. <laughs> Picking flowers. Picking flowers. <laughs> shooting randos. Mm-hmm. Getting their monies, and then a bear attacked me. It's no fun. All right. Oh, we're on. What was that, Alex? That was your number. So random bear was my three. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so my three is. Uh, it's a simple, fun movie. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. I mean, I'm not. I'm not going to give it a, a spoiler. It's not going to get a seven or six for me. But it was still. <laughs> a, uh, it was a. It was a simple, fun movie. I didn't think too hard about it. I liked it. Um, that's it. All right. Alex, number three. My number three is I thought they did a really good job hiding the creature, as it were. Yes. Um, yeah, from the trailers and everything, it was no surprise that it was going to be like a gator or a croc or something, you know, like that. Um, but they did a really good job of keeping it underwater. The The best one, in my opinion, was when the decapitation, where it, they used like a giant water splash and you could barely see some stuff behind like hidden in the water and everything and it happened pretty quick it was good editing there while they just lopped off that guy's head so that whole sequence was cool and they didn't show barely anything and just and it's like nobody nobody saw the creature even though um what's her face Bridget Fonda was standing right next to yeah, the um, officer she saw, it. she saw it I don't think so it's too much water <laughs> um but yeah and and you know the gators and the crocs natural hunting thing where they just skim i mean they float right under the surface of the water so you only see their their eyes and their nostrils a little bit that was great i love that yeah can we just, i just go on the record that uh fuck alligators and crocodiles i'm just gonna go out there it's scary shit oh, man. weirdo i live in california and i'm still I terrified do not want to check your browser history jeff 
what? <laughs> I said fuck you them. I, yeah, fuck them. I want <laughs> to like, fuck them. I'm just oh, okay. <laughs> you got to pick your words carefully. God, it's just, yeah, you watch those nature videos and little Bambies drinking water out of where or BAM! Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bambi had to look out for Crocs. <laughs> yeah. Gnarly stuff. All right. Uh, Scott number two. Uh, Scott so number two, in, in my notes, I have uh, Betty White is a badass bitch. Um, yeah, uh, like there's... Also my number two. Th- there's a, just the novelty. Uh, it still holds up. <laughs> it was funny in 1999. It's funny now. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was a... Well, a little sad now. That's it's sad, sad now, yeah. Um, but yeah, just... Just like... <laughs> like her delivery is spot on too. It's not just what she's saying, but how she's saying it. Yeah. Um, she has the the line that and I'm, I'm paraphrasing probably a little bit here, but the she she tells the sheriff, "If I had a dick, this would be where I told you to suck it." <laughs> yeah, that was great. That's the line of the movie. Like, Should have rolled uh, credits right after that. Yeah. <laughs> that was like yeah, just an hour and a half long joke, and that was the punchline. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yep. Like. What what are some of the other things she says? Uh, I just remember that line, but she has some mm-hmm. lines. She she calls the tells them the fuck off. She calls the sheriff a cocksuckers. Like calls him fuck meat or something like that. Yeah, like, <laughs> it was yeah. It's good stuff. Just seeing her swear and, and be all salty and just a little crazy. Uh, it was just a lot of fun because it's not the usual. Uh, way she's portrayed in, in most of her well at least all the roles that I remember her in anyway mm-hmm. yeah like I said this is 99 so this is only like 5 or 6 years uh, after Golden Girls so yeah and then she lived the number 22 years mm-hmm. 23 now. Um, your number 2 Chip oh my number 2 is yeah, yeah it's I, I the Gleason, the Gleason. Uh, <laughs> good, bang, zoom. Good, good Gleason. <laughs> uh, I, I, he was the only likable character or actor for me in this movie. Um, mm-hmm. Besides, I guess Betty White. But I was like, he's just a grumpy old sheriff, which is you know very stereotypical in these movies or whatever. But I liked it, and the fact that he's like you know not American, I like it. Yeah, he wasn't yeah he's stupid cheap terms. either. You're saying yeah. stuff that made sense. It's like, no, this guy's a people leader. We need to put him down. Yeah. I still can't believe yeah. like Bill Pullman got talked into them taking another crack at it. Yeah. I want to give it one more shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See? Okay. Uh, yeah, he's, he's just doing what he's got to do. And he's out of his element here, but, you know, he's not quite Chief Brody being... He's like he's scared of water and living on an island and all that crap. But mm-hmm. yeah, he's doing all right. He's no brain scientist, but... He- you know, yeah. he does his best. <laughs> there it is. You know, he's no, uh... God damn it. What the fuck is his name? His shitty... Not his shitty son. The shitty character that his son plays in Star Wars. Oh. Jennifer. J- Jennifer. General, <laughs> J- J- Jennifer Hux. Hux. Jennifer Hux. Yes. God. General Hux. Oh. Hux. Yeah. That's his son? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Dom Hall Gleason or something like that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Alright, Alex, number two. My number two is also Betty White. I loved her in this movie. At first, I did not 
catch why they had to go to her house to interview her first. Did you guys catch that? Because well, I thought they, they were just... The lake. They, they said, yeah, that they, that there was only, like, they were the only people living on the lake, so they went to ask her just to see if she's... Oh, uh, to see if she... Okay. If she knew I guess anything. I didn't ca- yeah, I didn't catch that, so I was perplexed as to yeah. why they were there. But I was happy they were there. Yeah. I was so, <laughs> surprised that they were the only two people living on that lake, by the way. I know, like, lakefront mm-hmm. property is not a thing yeah. in Maine? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, not yes, in 99. Yeah. But yeah, saying how she killed her husband because <laughs> uh, of dementia or Alzheimer's. He was here and there. So he just took a bat to him or something <laughs> and clobbed him. Was that was skillet. great. Yeah. Yeah. And then later on, <laughs> they're just scoping out the lake. Bill <laughs> Pullman, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I see old Betty White just taking a blindfolded cow over to the edge of the lake. I'm like, no fucking way. <laughs> oh, that was the uh, that was the best. But by, by, by the way. <laughs> just feeding this thing. Uh, spe- speaking of them, like, taking trips across the lake. Like, they knew that there was something in the lake that could... Uh, like, like bite a man in half, and they're out there in canoes. <laughs> I know, I thought the same thing. Well, canoes so, are made of wood. Men are made of meat. Oh, like, yeah. See, so oh, they wouldn't wouldn't want to eat the canoe. I get it. Okay. Yeah, that's right. You yeah. can only you saw him. He only flipped it over. He didn't bite it in half. Yeah, perfectly safe. Yeah, see, yeah, science. Yeah, yeah. Super Meat Boy. <laughs> All right, oh, that's a good game. Yeah. Scott, number one. Number one is, is the Crocs. Um, so the they're very comfortable. <laughs> they they got the speed holes in them. Yeah, uh, you move faster. Um, the so Stan Winston, uh, the 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 actual uh, like animatronic Crocs are amazing. Yeah, uh, they look really good. They're super like so the, that whole time it's in the water with Oliver Platt. That was full on animatronic. Um, yeah. And yeah, just super cool. Um, you can see where they the the kind of leap in technology. From, well, I don't know about leap necessarily, but you can see like from Jaws to this kind of kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was reading a little bit of the trivia. Like the guy in charge of of making the croc was like, like we knew going in that the water was going to fuck us. <laughs> That's basically what he said. Like no matter what we did, we knew the water was going to break stuff. So we were we we were super careful with everything and. Yeah, it wind up working. Like, I, mean, I don't yeah. think we actually. There's like, other than when the croc is stuck in the the helicopter at the end, and that last shot when it's on the the, the flatbed, the flatbed uh, mm-hmm. semi. There's only like two or three minutes of of like footage of those things, like in in the film, we actually see them, uh, which is again an effective use of of monster um, stuff. But yeah, just the animatronic again it was, it was super rad. Um, and yeah, they they were smart enough to use it sparingly, um, with maybe just it was budget constraints because they knew could only use so much CGI. Uh, but yeah, just just really effective monster. You know, just playing on that whole with the lassophobia. Um, you know, the lake in of itself wasn't that imposing. Like it didn't seem like it was that deep or anything. Um, and it was you know it was totally still. Uh, but still, when you're in the murky water and you know something's out there, um, it's it's still mm-hmm. still fairly effective. Uh, but yeah, just some other cool stuff like the the gator noises it was making. Um, I don't know how like they probably just recorded a real gator and just like played that, <laughs> but it's still still pretty cool. Yeah, um, yeah just the I, I I gotta wonder if the 
the thing on the flatbed at the end is was uh, like the actual crock, and they just put it on the back of the truck <laughs> just for that shot. Oh, they're moving it to the set. Yeah, yeah, something like I, I thought like, about. Might that. as well, might as well yeah, just yeah. film this. Well, just that'd, in be, case. that'd be funny if that was actually. I doubt it. Um, yeah, just uh, cool, cool monster. Like really cool uh, movie tech that they they use to to make this thing and actually get it to work. Mm-hmm. It on the flatbed reminds me of those old videos you see of like the Jungle Cruise month, uh, animals being driven down the five from LA <laughs> to <laughs> Anaheim. Have you ever seen that? <laughs> yeah. It's pretty funny. The not not an animal, but I uh, was in Burbank one time and I saw they they were transporting the one of the I'm sure they had multiples, but. One of the tumblers from the, the the Christopher Nolan Batman movies. Oh, sure. It was on the back of a, a like a, a tow truck. It was like a flatbed tow truck, basically. Mm-hmm. It was like uncovered. I was like, holy shit! Like <laughs> that's like the highlight of my <laughs> I don't know what about the year, but certainly for that week, it was just seeing that thing for like ten seconds on the road, like on some street in Burbank. I couldn't even tell you which street it was. It's probably near the Warner Brothers Studios. Probably near Crime Alley. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably don't the, go see Der Flader Mouse. It was it was it was <laughs> near uh, yeah the Narrows. Um, I sorry, I just thought you were talking about the Croc and like some of the what you said. I don't know the science or whatever. I like that one line where he's like, "Crocodiles are living freshwater," and then he's like, "Some live in salt." Where'd you hear? Where'd you learn that? <laughs> they hide that kind of information in books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that oh, was pretty good. Something like that. All right. Uh, well, my number one is Betty White. All the stuff we already talked about. And since that's really what the only thing I really remembered from this movie <laughs> going in, it was memorable. And like I said, I remember she swore, which I don't remember the whole, this is this is where I tell you, well, I had a cock suck it. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, it was funny. And then just, I remember her feeding. That Once I saw it, I was like, oh yeah, she's the one that's feed, feeding. It's like her pet, kind of, I guess. I don't know. And. Yeah, Betty White. Alex, number one. My number one, that I wasn't expecting this movie to be as fun as it eventually was. Uh, so, yeah, I liked it. Overall, a lot of fun. Because I okay. thought it was going to take like itself too seriously, kind of like Anaconda tried, but then fall flat on its face. Puppy bar. Or, or um, go way too far into the other direction and just fall flat when trying to make uh, jokes, but it, it reached a sort of middle ground with the humor. So it was, it was fun. So this is, this is what happens. This is what happens when you clock in in under an hour and a half. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we don't get irritated. <laughs> yeah. We don't have time. We don't have to, yeah. We don't have to like the irritation doesn't set in for the movie. Being long. Oh my gosh. Well, I can tell you, I was watching it and I, I just put it on. I was like, okay, I'll watch a couple minutes and I'll go get myself, make myself a cocktail or I'll get a snack or whatever. And I kept, it was moving quick. And I was like, well, shit, I keep waiting. Finally, I look. I'm like, I'm halfway through this fucker. Yeah, it does. It does, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, it does move along. Yeah. Yeah. Move along. Move along. Move um, along. You mentioned Anaconda. What's the line that he says that we. Oh, baby bird. <laughs> baby bird. Is it <laughs> little baby, baby bird? The little baby bird. Baba bird. You didn't hear me say that a second, like a minute ago, Joe? No, <laughs> I'm sorry. Baba bird. I thought it was something else, man. Anyway. Think Crocs out there just big. God damn it. All right. Uh, as usual, we rate on a scale of one to seven. One being absolute garbage. Seven being perfection. Scott. Um, what would you give this movie? Jesus, tough. Because it 
like not one of my like all timers, but I, I enjoyed it. It's fun and it was quick. <laughs> like as easy as <laughs> yeah. it's easy to watch. And I think that might be the its its biggest strength. Um you know, I remember this movie finally um I think I think the thing that's gonna push it over for me is this is one of those movies I, I do remember watching with my dad and I was both enjoying it. Um so nice. for that reason I'll give it a five. Very cool. I also give it a five. I like it. Uh, you know, it's it's not the best movie, I'll, but I, I definitely watch it again. It's yeah, it's fine. I like it. Simple and fun and short. Alex, I'm gonna give it a four. Uh, okay. There was still some stuff that like kind of irked me about this movie, but the fun really brought it back, especially towards the end. Uh, so it was kind of like a little mini redemption there. The movie had for me. But overall, four. Okay. Um, with that, we move into our crossover topic, which is what, Scott? Our top five animal attacks. So animal attacks in, in movies, TV shows, the video games. Yeah. What, whatever, whatever is uh, our favorites here. Uh, okay. Ones that we felt like were worth mentioning. So my number five, um, speaking of the video games, um, and this is pretty much... Every Resident Evil game that I've played, um, I, I have not played the the last couple of newer ones. So I haven't played Seven or Village or I don't think I touched Six at all, to be honest. Uh, but the dogs, like mm-hmm. yes, they're zombie dogs, but they're still dogs, <laughs> um, and they're the worst because they're like the biggest jump scares in the game, um, and they're. The second worst part of uh, Resident Evil Four, as far as tension goes, <laughs> as far as parts that were like, like playing through it a second time, I was like, oh god, I don't want to do this part again. <laughs> yeah, because uh, the dogs there are like way more fucked up than they were in the other games, uh, and they did stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, then they were kind of pain in the ass. But uh, yeah, Ari yeah. dogs, and then also the uh, the jump kick off the wall that Mila Jovovich does. Uh, that it's also <laughs> hilarious from the Resident Evil movie. Uh, just to, co- to combine things here. Uh, so that's my yeah. number five. Yeah, because in the early uh, Resident Evil games, you had the fixed camera, so you wouldn't see the dogs whenever you loaded into a new screen. You'd just hear, like, like the scratching of them running around. And the film was like, oh, shit, there's dogs in here. So the the uh, the remake on the GameCube, um, I don't know, maybe, maybe one of our listeners can correct me if I'm wrong, but... Uh, so in the original game, if you went to open the door, the front doors of the mansion, like you, you like slam them shut again and be like, oh, oh yeah. like that's not a good idea. In this one, I think you could do it once, but if you try to do it a second time, I think a dog would get in. So like, oh dang! So you could just keep doing that and just like waste all of your. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, thought that, I thought that was a fun touch. All right. All right. So my number five is a movie. I'm going to pull Alex here. It's a movie I've never actually seen. Or I've seen, (laughs) but uh, not all of it. I watch movies, Jeff. I watch movies. I'm smart. I'm smart. I'm smart, Jeff. (laughs) I've I've seen it, but I have never seen the whole thing end to end. And I just remember watching it somewhere, and it scared the crap out of me as a kid. And it's the movie Orca. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Talk about a Jaws ripoff. Yeah. Um, 
And like this guy is like on a, I remember it, the guy's like on a floating iceberg. Yeah, yeah. I and the, I and that, the worker yeah. like just like puts its body on part of it, so the iceberg tilts up, and then he just slides into its mouth, and uh, <laughs> and he eats it, it eats a person. I, I I think or something. I don't know. And it keeps showing like an aborted baby coming out of a dead orc. Like I don't remember the whole plot of that movie. It was just but. That part always freaked me out as a kid. I never really saw the movie. That's probably why it freaked me out because I didn't really know the whole context. And or- orcas freak me out in in real life every time I watch one of those documentaries, nature documentaries, because they they show like Blackfish. the orcas will like fuck with seals, and they're like super vicious. It's like how easy would the how easy would it be for them to do that to a person? Like what? Oh yeah. Like there's yeah. nothing stopping them. They just don't do it for some reason. Like out in the wild, anyways. I don't know. Maybe maybe if more people swam with orcas, that would happen. <laughs> but you never hear you never like hear about that. Like you hear about the shit that happens in captivity, obviously. But only at Sea World. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's freaky. Uh, on, on Futurama, there was an episode uh, where they they go to this ice planet with this tanker full of oil, and there's this big oil spill. And by the end of the episode, they managed to rescue this. This like herd, I don't know, herd of penguins. I don't know collection of penguins. Uh, and they're they're all murder. A what? A murder. <laughs> a murder. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Still murder. Uh, a a murder. A high society of penguins. Um, yeah, there it is. They're on the, they're on this iceberg, and this orca comes up and does exactly what you're talking about, Jeff. Like it tilts <laughs> the iceberg and like all the penguins slide into its mouth. Like, <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. It's it super dark, but hilarious. Yeah, I have dreams I get attacked by orcas all the time, which makes Jesus. no sense. I just had a dream the other day, and somebody somebody lowered a crane into the water to save me, and then like they literally picked me out of the water like two inches out of its reach. So it just it was the nightmare was just it, the orca just kept jumping up and just barely missing me. Like it was, <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, it's fucking awful. I've had dreams I'm walking along the beach and an orca just comes up on shore and just like almost gets me. It's freaking weird, upset, weird thing. I'm afraid yeah, of crocodiles. You, just, you, go, you go outside your house and it's it's leaning up against the telephone pole, flipping a coin. <laughs> flipping yeah, a coin. it's not a dolphin. It's not, I'm not oh, dolphin. I mean they're part of the same they they are. genus or whatever. I think you got to call your mom and ask her if anything happened with orcas. <laughs> yeah, like, mom. Is there an orca-related going... incident? I do remember going to Marine Land when I was a kid. You remember that place? Yeah. Well, no, actually, I, I don't remember. I, I remember that I went there, but I don't remember anything about it. Yeah, it was like a lesser version of SeaWorld. That, that was in, was that in Long Beach? Or was that actually in San Diego? I don't remember. No, it was more in LA, like Marina Del Rey, Long Beach. Yeah, yeah. More up in okay, LA, yeah, LA area. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, like they had to close down because none of their enclosures were like animal friendly. Yeah. Like that's where they kept having baby orcas born, and they kept dying because they weren't big enough. And yeah. That said, but, I, um, I hear the, the Long Beach Aquarium is nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they don't have whales pl- there or anything. No. But yeah, <laughs> that place is awesome. <laughs> yeah, I've actually never been to Long Beach. I heard it's good. I've been to the oh, mo- the ones from really Jurassic or Jurassic Park, tra- uh, Star Trek. In Monterey, uh, yeah, that one. Yeah. Oh, transparent aluminum. Yes. Yeah, they got them. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Alex. Number five. My number five is <laughs> the deer from Tommy Boy. That whole scene is <laughs> just freaking great. 
They knock out the deer, they put it in the back of the car, and all of a sudden it wakes up and wrecks shit until they have to get out of the car. That was awesome. It, Great scene. It hilarious how upset they were that they killed it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very cool. All right, Scott, number four. They thought they killed it. Uh, number four is from the Lawnmower Man. <laughs> the monkey? <laughs> the ape? Yes. I'm going to count it. I was like, Lawnmower Man? I mean, it, it, Jim uh, Fahey was it, playing somebody it tries, low intelligence. It, it shoots people. So, that, that's <laughs> yeah, dedicated. It, it attacks people, yeah. Uh, so that's that's funny before. All right. Uh, also, speaking of a Jaws ripoff, mine comes from a very cool death scene—a death scene of Samuel L. Jackson in Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> nice. Shock! Have you seen my movies? Shock! <laughs> Deep Blue Sea. Tiger, tiger sharks attacking everybody, especially Sam Jackson. Like mm-hmm. defying logic, like. Breaches, pulls it back into the water, whatever it does. Oh, it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. I remember watching that like at Roby's house or something. I had never even seen it, and I was dying when that happened. All right. Alex, Shark number four. Yeah. My number four is, it's from one Simpsons episode, Marge gets a job, but there's two animal attacks <laughs> that I want to highlight. <laughs> one is, is uh, there there's uh, an animal person at the Krusty the Clown show, and they're showing, like, this giant, like, they showed this eagle that's clawing into Krusty's face. He's <laughs> like, yeah, their, shallows, their talents can crush clams. And then they bring out this giant, like, timber wolf out, and then somebody says, loud, who's like, they're spooked by loud noises, loud, <laughs> that's the word of the day. And so the wolf escapes because it's freaked out. But then the eagle keeps attacking <laughs> Krusty, going, oh my gosh. He's <laughs> like, it must think you're after its eggs. I only ate one. <laughs> and then, yes, Scott? Go ahead, sorry. The, and then the wolf escapes. And this is also the episode, the beast side of the, the beast story on this one is that Bart keeps lying and he doesn't read, he's supposed to read the boy who crawled wolf. But he didn't, and write a report on it. <laughs> uh, so he's lying his way through the whole thing until the real wolf comes and starts attacking him. And then <laughs> Willie goes, "Hey, put that in our turf and get the main course." And of course, he rips off his his uh, <laughs> overalls, and he's super ripped. Uh, and then by the end of it. <laughs> You see Willie and the wolf is like sharing some whiskey or some scotch. Oh, don't feel bad, Wolfie. I was wrestling wolves while you were still at your mother's teeth. <laughs> Willie and the wolf. I like that. Yeah. Was, was, That's a better story. Was, was it in uh, the Hank Scorpio episode that the squirrel blows the pawn in Lisa's face? <laughs> oh, the chipmunk. Sorry. Chipmunk? Okay. Yeah. Oh, Mr. Chipmunk, I'm allergic to everything. <laughs> I guess the, I'm counting that as an animal type. I will allow it. All right, Scott, number three. Uh, number three, uh, Jurassic Park. So, same Uh I'll, I'll I'll save it for what you want to say, Jeff. But yeah, there, there's a bunch of uh, of examples we could use here. So, uh, and all of them are cool. <laughs> so that's smart kid. Jurassic Park. Yeah, clever guy. Oh, yeah. that's oh, that's. The <laughs> well, yeah, my Jurassic Park. If I had to pick one, I still think the T Rex, the the first the first attack. I still think is. I mean, as a kid, T Rex was my favorite dinosaur. I even heard of these wannabe raptors. I mean, it was bullshit made up for the movies or something. I don't know. <laughs> like but, a six foot turkey. 
Yeah. Uh, but, it, yeah, I mean, the, the Raptor stuff's cool, too. But for me, it was the T-Rex scene, and that all of that was just awesome. So, I have a dude I get attacked by dinosaurs, too. So, I gotta go to the doctor for these dreams. <laughs> Maybe. What's what's the name yeah. of the dinosaur that kills Nedry? Dilophosaurus. Dilophosaurus. Yeah. That one's terrifying to me. Even worse so than the other ones, just because... Like it's, it's got range. It's got fetch. it's got a range to tech. <laughs> yeah, it's got range. It doesn't fetch. Yeah, sounds stick, like maracas. Stick. stick. Uh, all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex, number three. My number three is that poor rattlesnake from Hard Target. <laughs> it tries attacking the lady, and uh, oh, what's his face? Jean Claude Van Damme catches it, knocks it out. And then bites off its rattle, so that when the next people come along, the snake just completely bites that dude's face. That was awesome. Just a good punch. <laughs> it punches the snake. <laughs> yeah. And then the snake gets shot in the face, doesn't it? I don't remember. Is yeah. that the thing that gets thrown to the ground and they shoot it? I explodes. Yeah. Is that the one with Wilfred Brimley? Yes. Yes. He plays a Cajun. Cajun, yeah. Yeah. I, I wonder. I wonder, are are rattlesnakes indigenous to the swamps of Louisiana? I'll have to look this up. I I do not think so. Oh, they're like a desert. desert. Yeah, Yeah. that's what I thought. (laughs) Yeah. It's hard as I know, anyway. That's why they're out here. All right. Scott, number two. Uh, Number two are, well... There's only one attack, but it comes from an R.O.U.S. Oh, that's shit. Good one. Damn, yeah. that's good. So I know many people don't believe they exist, uh, but uh, <laughs> but they're real. Oh, rodents of unusual shit. Yes, yes. Uh, and they're vicious. Uh, they could kill, kill a grown man if you're not careful. So, mm. so that's my number two. R.O.U.S.'s. Nice. All right, well... Uh, Wampa is my number two. Mm-hmm. Womp, uh, I could pick. <laughs> I could have picked a bunch of them from, <laughs> from Star Wars, but I decided to pick the Wampa because that one just comes out of nowhere. It's kind of the real first monster attack, I guess. Unless you count the Dianoga. Dianoga. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Luke's always getting attacked by weird monsters. What's, <laughs> what's, what's the Dianoga? That's the eyeball in the trash compactor. Okay. <laughs> Nerds! <Yeah. laughs> Come on, Scott. Common knowledge, bro. And the eyeball is like a tip of the iceberg. There's a whole bunch more going down. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I don't even want to know. It goes all the way down to his flowers. <laughs> wow, you're quoting another <laughs> podcast here. Um, I forget. I know, I know Alex has. Scott, have you been to Galaxy's Edge yet? I have not no? been. One of the water fountains there, there's a... Like some weird liquid above it. If you wait long enough, the Dianoga eyeball like pops up and swims oh, yeah. around and goes back down. Yeah, all the little details are really cool. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, the Wampa, my number two. So Alex, what's your number two? My number two is the squirrel from Christmas Vacation. <laughs> <laughs> Having just watched that movie this past holiday season, <laughs> I think I hear some uh, munching sound. <laughs> squirrels in the fucking trees starts flying everywhere you couldn't hear a jump truck driving through a nitroglycerin factory <laughs> <laughs> ends up on uh, Julia Louis drives his chest and then gets attacked by a dog 
Yeah. It's a great scene. <laughs> Squirrel! <laughs> yeah. All right, Scott, number one. Okay. One second here. Maybe for my mic. Um, my number one is, is the obvious one. Uh, we, we talked about it uh, a bit with Lake Placid, but yeah, it's, it's Jaws. Um, if you want a yep. specific instance, the, the very first one with the lady skinny dipping. Oh, so, yeah. That's the best one. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's the most terrifying one, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Jaws, number one. Jaws, number one here. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll give the, I think her name is Chrissy or whatever. The, her scene at the beginning is, yeah, it's got to be the most terrifying. The other one's good. Little boy, the kinder boy getting killed is pretty nasty, too. That's the first time you actually see the blood. And then the the one guy, when they're going after, when his son's in the water, and you just, that's the first time you kind of see the silhouette, like underwater, eating them. They're, they're all great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Quint getting and eaten Quint, and spitting blood the, up and best one snipes so, him in the face yeah there it is mm-hmm. it had to be I mean come on yeah, yeah that was easy, easy easy one yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. alright uh, any honorable mentions I have a few uh, just just one came to mind that was Cujo same okay that's on my list what about Walt Flanagan's dog? <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, the snake from Conan. That's pretty good. Oh, uh, shit. That one's good, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have, oh, no, the Rancor. That's my other Star Wars honorable mention. And uh, Lord of the Rings. The eagles are coming. I don't know. They're attacking That is true. Orcs. Animal attacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, I guess it's time for Alex No Sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball? So, you want you want to know about the 22 Baseball Hall of Fame vote? I, I'm very curious. Let us know. Who is it going to be? Is it going to be Tito Ortiz? Is it going to be Will Bonds? Or Clemenza? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean... Old Roger I mean, Clemenza. It, it, yeah, Tito Ortiz is sitting at an 83.7% in the public vote with a 45.4% of the ballots revealed. Who did you guys vote for? I mean, Clemens is pretty strong. <laughs> I know. He uh, sure is. You guys don't, vote, don't get to vote? Uh, not everybody gets to vote for that, Alex, so you should, you should be honored that you're part of that, uh, that esteemed group did, that gets to decide. What was the... Oh, it was for an All Star game where they were handing out ballots at a game. At a People, so game. so real talk. Ba- the fans. Uh, <laughs> Wait, <laughs> we gotta have yeah, like a whole theme song. Yes. Like, real, real talk. Real talk. <laughs> there, there's a, there's actually there, there's a whole skit on uh, SNL like, from this last weekend where they were spoofing one of those ESPN where they had uh, I can't remember the guy's name. The one guy doing Stephen A. Smith. And the other guy doing Michael Irvin, uh, like Keenan Thompson was doing Michael Irvin, and both their impressions were pretty good. <laughs> but uh, at, at any rate, um, yes, so fans um, get to choose the All-Stars, um, most of the All-Stars anyway. Um, I think some of the mm-hmm. managers and players have some say in it. But uh, for the actual Hall... It's just a starting, just a starting lineup. Yeah, yeah, okay. I couldn't remember, thank you. Um, the... Um, the Hall of Fame is the Baseball Writers Association. 
Like how you join that association, I don't know, but they're the ones who decided. Well, you got to write about baseball. And there's like a, eh, I don't know, but uh, <laughs> at any point you have to be a part of the association, and then yeah, you everybody votes and you pick your like your first choice and your second choice and so on and so forth, and whoever gets enough points gets in. So hmm. okay, and uh, they totally don't have an axe to grind. Totally. Very oh, fair and impartial yep. voters. People won't get all the votes. But one guy won't vote just because he doesn't want a guy to have a unanimous vote because only Ted Williams is there. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but steroids, all those guys you mentioned, right, you know that. They're all because of steroids. Yeah, yeah. So, they're, like. That's why they're not being voted with Clemenza. And yeah, I, it's. it's <laughs> yeah, I, I don't entirely blame them for that. Because, yeah, this is like last year for some of those guys, right? I think I think it is. I think some of those guys if they don't get in now, then they don't get in, unless they they get in like the players thing later. Are they going to pull like a Mister Three Thousand where they go in for a couple games? <laughs> I don't think so they can get nominated again. Pull like Tim Sam and go get his three hundredth home run, or is it two hundredth? Do you remember Jeff? I think it's three hundred. Yeah, yeah, I think it has to be three hundred. Yeah. Damn. He finished his, his career with two ninety nine. 300 would not get you in the Hall of Fame, though. Not even close. <laughs> yeah, 500, yeah five, 500 is not enough, really, to automatically get Jesus you in. Age. 500 you get in. Five, 500 you're probably getting in. Probably. Well, he should have hit more home runs then. <laughs> yeah. Yo, Strawberry, hit a home run. <laughs> Will do, Skip. All right, it's time for Neom News. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, yeah. So... Uh, you know, we, we mentioned some uh, downer news at the, the beginning of the, the episode about um, some of the, uh, the people that passed away over the last couple of weeks. Um, so, so yeah, I just spent a minute spent a minute talking about you know Bob Saget, Louis Anderson, Meatloaf. Um, yeah, it's 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 tough. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's weird with Meatloaf and Louis Anderson like dying on the same day because like in a way they're almost like the same person <laughs> just these these like part of their whole their whole persona are these just big kind of heavy set guys uh, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah just 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 sad um, to, to see all these these guys go uh, yeah now it's your turn Cornelius <laughs> uh, so anyway uh, but do you guys listen to Meatloaf? Because I don't really listen to Meatloaf. I I just know that one song. I would do anything for that. Love. That that yeah. that's uh, that music video was fire. <laughs> yeah, as the kids say when when we were yeah, that's fire. when we were uh, whenever that came out in nineteen ninety whatever seventy ninety. Yeah. I don't. I remember it was a thing because like the detective in that one was also the detective in Janie's Got a Gun. Like there was like the same universe, Ooh. like the oh the loaf universe, yeah the but well Jenny got it you know with Aerosmith, but um loaf universe, uh, but he you know most recently I remember seeing him in on the the beginning of the Pick a Destiny, um the Pick a Destiny started with so much potential, like the first ten minutes are fucking rad, where you get like Meatloaf singing and then the you get Dio. Like comes to life oh, in the yeah. poster in the bedroom. You're like this is yeah, this yeah. is awesome. And then the rest of the movie's fun and funny, but nothing as cool 
as those first ten minutes. Like the yeah. like the Dave Grohl like the, the musical number at the end is is pretty rad. Um with, with Dave Grohl's the devil and then they you know and then uh Tenacious D gets to sing. But um Yeah, it was I I it, it laid the impression that okay, it's it's gonna be like brutal legend where there's just gonna be like cameo after cameo of these guys and they're gonna do something cool and it just it didn't turn out to be that way, unfortunately. Yeah. And, um but still I still love that movie. No, I I, I recommend it. It's, it's very enjoyable, mm-hmm. but like I just imagine of like what it would have been like, you know, an hour and a half of that um versus what it what the, the final product was. Um Yeah. But uh It blew their load, we just yeah. <laughs> Rocket sauce. Yeah. That would be if we can't not mention his name is Robert Paulson. His name yes, his name is Robert yeah, Paulson. His name is Robert Paulson. Paulson. Yeah. Uh in Project Nahan, in death, we have names. His name was Robert Paulson. <laughs> so. oh, I gotta watch that movie again. Um and Louis Anderson I, I he wasn't my favorite comic, but there's some stuff he did that made me laugh. Yeah. He just he always just seemed like a, like a really like sweet guy. Like, yeah. I just always bummed when when like someone like that goes. <laughs> Did you ever watch that show with uh, Zach Galifianakis and ba- Baskets' his mom or something? I've, I've seen bits and pieces. Like, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like, <laughs> like that casting. Like, um, yeah, like he's won an Emmy for that, I think. So, Damn. so must have been must have been really funny. Uh, what was his cartoon show again? I think it was I called like this, like Lucky Louie, maybe. Yeah, because there was uh, Bobby's World. Yeah, with Howie Mandel, and then Lucky Louie was Louis C.K. I think, wasn't it? Like Lucky Louie might have Louie. Yeah. I forget. I forget. I know what you're talking about, Alex. I, f- I forget the name of the yeah. exact. But I I did watch that show a lot yeah. as a kid. Yeah, it was part of the Saturday morning rotation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Right on, on to, from sad news on to potentially evil news from a certain point oh, of view. Shit. Uh, certain point of view. Certain point of view. So we didn't talk about this last week when it, when it was still like super fresh news, but uh, uh, Microsoft, at least Microsoft Game Studios officially, um, the, the distinction isn't that important, but they they bought out Activision Blizzard. Uh, <gasps> Activision Blizzard King. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, for <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Whatever, that's gigantic. I mean, it is, but I don't. I could not give less of a shit about those games. Like so, well, which is not what I would talk no. about. So, yeah. Um, I get, like, I get it. Can, I get Candy Crush is like makes a bajillion dollars, but I've mm-hmm. I've not played it. I have no interest in playing it. So, um, hmm. but yes, it sounds like you're prejudiced towards games. <laughs> Uh, You're prejudging the games. Yeah, pay pay to play games. Yes, um, hmm. unless unless it's like an MMO that's sucking my my life force. Like I don't want to pay a monthly fee for it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so um, yeah, this is, this is just crazy news uh, that that this happened. Uh, it was like, do you remember the exact amount? Of it? it was like something. It was close to like seventy billion right it yeah was, it was like 68.7 it was, was like it, it, you're looking back they, they really should have put in a couple another hundred million in there so make it an even 69. <laughs> yeah <laughs> nice that would have been legendary uh you know what looking back you know uh disney bought about fox that was huge 
when Disney brought out uh, Lucasfilm, that was only, I say, that was only for like $4 billion. <laughs> Yeah. Like, you know, just the amount of money has, has gone way up in, in 2022. But also, um, I, I think people, like, nah, not that anybody cares about this stuff, but I think people kind of sleep on the, the amount of money that, that video games make, that, that bring in as an industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's just basically way more than movies and music. Uh, but we, we all never hear about, you know, the best selling or, you know, what, what tops the charts, um, at the box office or, or on playlists or whatever. Um, yeah, it's just, just the, the money itself is, is, is kind of staggering to me that, that Microsoft did this. Um, you're talking about the, how this is going to affect things from the, the games or affect the games themselves. I don't know. Like I, I don't see this as a positive or a negative. Like it's just a negative, negative, <laughs> negative. Uh, just have to see how this goes. Like I, I, I don't see a reason to be excited or um, dismayed one way or the other. Um, I, I think Damn. one of the the only good things is that, um, by most accounts, um, you know, and hopefully it's true that uh, Bobby Kotick, Kotick. Um, is, is finally going to be ousted as mm-hmm. as the the Activision CEO, um, you know, who's slowly just kind of seeing like writing like, being at the head of these companies as they they kind of are on their their downward slope. Um, so maybe this changes the trajectory there a little bit. Um, I say downward slope; these are still hugely profitable um, publishers with with IPs. They're still raking in money. Um, mm-hmm. But maybe I don't. Know, maybe this will stir some some creative uh, uplift. I, I I don't know. Uh, that's what yeah. I'm hoping for. But yeah, no no expectations really. Uh, the one like really besides the Kodak thing, one good thing is that you know maybe this gives some studios uh, um, some breathing room, um, some chance to to really dig in. Maybe they get an influx of, of money or or talent or whatever the case may be. Um, the, the the big downside to everything, uh, and the one thing that kind of has me worried is, you know, with, with video games, with everything else, like competition is good. Um, the less competition you have, uh, you know, the the more stagnant things become. The less, yeah. less you know, innovation is 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 driven through competition, um, and you know, we're losing a big chunk of that uh, with with Microsoft kind of taking over here. Um, so you know, ho- hopefully. Whoever's in charge is, is, you know, more dedicated to making good games rather than just churning stuff out to, to get as much money as possible. Probably, probably, <laughs> that's probably wishful thinking. Uh, I mean, they're doing this for the back catalog. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about, that they'll just stop production and everything and just keep the IPs and yeah. put everything just on the game. Well, list. I mean... Exactly. In, in, they want everything subscription service now. That's that, what everyone's yes, doing Yes, I mean, there's, there's, that, that is definitely a huge part of it. Um, and I'm very curious to see what happens with, like, the Game Pass and Blizzard's lineup of things. Because, um, I, you know, if I'm paying a monthly subscription for World of Warcraft and... There's some deal where if I pay five bucks more a month, that I get Game Pass and I get both of them. Like that, that kind of comes comes hard for me to turn that down. Um, yeah. And you know, as as a consumer, that's you know that's a good thing. Um, but 
uh, I, I know in recent years, like Microsoft has bought out some of these these big developers and some of the smaller ones, um, you know, to turn out stuff for them, obviously. Um, but you know, hopefully, it was this also caused an influx of of of, of money and and allowed these studios to do things maybe they wouldn't be able to do before. Like who who knows? Like I'm thinking of specifically of. of like Obsidian games, um, mm-hmm. you know they they have uh, Outer Worlds two is now their kind of their their big IP that they're working on a sequel for, and that's that's for Microsoft. Um, you know, obviously Microsoft bought out Bethesda, uh, which was a huge deal. Um, so I don't know, maybe we get to see like a Fallout game sooner than we would otherwise. Uh, that, that's my my big hope there. The uh, <laughs> one that works. Yeah. Well, it's they're Bethesda games. I don't. <laughs> I, I, I'm over that. that. That ship sailed a long time ago. Um, I, what, I'm, I'm still, I'm still salty about the, uh, the Skyrim launch. Um, <laughs> Which one? Zing the. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, I mean late, later on this year they, they like Bethesda does have uh, Starfield coming out. Uh, which which oh, yeah, be, excited about that. Which will be huge. Huge, uh, but yeah, I just I just don't know <laughs> the grand scheme of things. I hope this doesn't spark some kind of arms race. Uh, I, think, I, I don't think it will because I don't I don't think it's as easy as like Sony being like, well, if, if Microsoft's going to buy up stuff, then we will too. Uh, it, this is an insane amount of money, uh, mm-hmm. so I don't think it's as easy as just to be like. Oh, we're we're gonna buy Square Enix or whatever. Like, I, I, I just don't think it works that way. So. Has Amazon ever showed interest in video games? Because they have, they could do that. They right they have their the own. They have their own Amazon Game Studio. Um, yeah, a new world. Yeah, they just launched a uh, like late last year a, a big MMO, which has seen a big downturn in numbers. I haven't played it, so I don't know why that is. It always seems like starting up a new MMO is a complete crapshoot. Like, yeah. I, I can only think of like two that have ever been like super successful. Three, I guess, if you count EverQuest. EverQuest two. Yeah. Anyway, the, the thing is, that and, they could throw uh, if they wanted. Yes, they, they had a bunch of stuff. That is they true. That, that is the money, and they they do have their um, their cloud gaming service as well. Um, the the mm. Amazon Luna. Is it Luna? Uh, yeah. Which probably a lot. I, it's the same as the Google Stadia, although it's like Google's kind of ditching, <laughs> slowly stepping away from that one. Um, yeah. After, after all the, the marketing and other stuff that went into it, uh, and I'll just have to say, as a person who was worked for a company that was acquired by Microsoft, Godspeed to all you people. There's good <laughs> and bad. I'll just throw that out right there. Yeah. You're, about, you're about to become part of the Borg. You'll be assimilated. <laughs> assimilated. So resistance is futile. I feel like Microsoft's HR corporate culture is probably a lot more regimented. So maybe they'll they'll be able to step in and, and stop a lot of the bullshit that, that's been going on with, with, with Blizzard so. anyway. Um, yeah, but who knows? But like all that stuff is just like systematic and entrenched and mm-hmm. nothing to do with that kind of uh, to the level you're talking about with those kind of HR issues. But I will say I worked for a company that when Microsoft acquired us. It was a lot more free. Like all of a sudden, you could wear shorts and sandals to work and everything. 
I feel like most video game companies are already at that level, so I don't I, really. It's it's know suit it's suit, it's suit and ties every day, Jeff. I mean, I've seen The Matrix. Tom Anderson had to yeah. work for the most prestigious software company there is. Yeah, I don't know what that was. Anyway. Grandma's boy, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Brainnesium. You got you got to dress like you're in The Matrix. <laughs> Are there are there really like big tech companies that enforce the dress code for their their programmers or engineers or whatever? Uh, not the big ones anymore. I mean, IBM was always the most more infamous one, but I don't even know anymore about them. Um, okay, I work for a pretty big one now, and they're not. We can't do shorts and sandals, but we don't have to wear. I mean, jeans and t-shirts fine. What about swords and sandals? <laughs> Definitely not. Oh. I, I I get I get the sandals thing, um, not so much the shorts. Hope hopefully the the great resignation, at the very least, forces um, some of these companies to relax their dress codes. Maybe <laughs> it yeah, seems like I, seems I a super small price to pay to to retain employees. Oh yeah, I mean. Yeah, the dress code now is uh, <laughs> pants option. Whatever, pants I, whatever, whatever, yeah, exactly. Whatever I was in bed with, <laughs> what I was wearing five minutes before I woke up is what I'm wearing at my desk for my first meeting. Yeah, okay. Put some clothes on. Put on a camera off. Yeah, put on a. Put on a <laughs> yeah, you got to be careful. You got to have the the uh, baseball hat, baseball cap nearby, just in case you need to go on camera. Yeah, luckily we don't do the camera at work. Yeah. All right. Anything else? Uh, nope. That that's that's it for me. Uh, just again, it's just crazy news. Like I, I really, I genuinely hope that that nothing like this happens again anytime soon. Uh, just yeah. let things settle, uh, and, and we'll see what we get out of it. But, uh, anyways, Alex, um, anything you want to talk about? Uh, yeah, real quick. I discovered a new sketch comedy show. Uh, well, it's new to me. It's already on its second season. It, on Netflix, it's called I Think You Should Leave, and it's written and created by this guy called Tim Robinson, who I guess used to be a writer on SNL, and uh, <laughs> and the episodes are bite-sized. They're about 15 minutes long for each of them, but you, they cram in like a bunch of sketches, and already I was laughing my ass off just watching a few before recording tonight. I, I recommend, I highly recommend this show. It's old news, bro. Oh, you've been watching it? Uh, finished it a while ago. Oh, oh damn it. Why didn't you tell me? You jerk. I probably did tell you. I'm here. Thanks for listening. <laughs> well, I don't what? remember if I did or not, but... Yeah, exactly. That's fucking great. Yeah, like... Somebody it's hit or miss with me, that, that humor. So some of it was really good. Other ones, I was just kind of, eh. It reminded me of kind of like Tim and Eric, which I'm not yeah. a big fan of, so... There's some Tim and Eric-y type stuff in there. Yeah. Like, yeah, the first sketch I ever saw... Was just on on a YouTube clip for sloppy steaks. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, see, Scott, that's a steak. That's you know a really nice steak, and then you just dump a bunch of water on it. It's delicious. <laughs> sloppy steak, sloppy steaks. So yeah, I recommend. Jeff does too. I do. I do. I do recommend. Yes. Okay, good to know. Uh, anything else, Alex? Nope, that's it. Right. Jeff, anything you want to talk about? Yeah, Star Wars sucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't. Je- Jeff's done. He's, he's selling off all of his all of his. I was starting to get hope with statues. Mandalorian. You know what you need, Jeff? 
You need a new hope. God. <laughs> Book of Boba Fett is great. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. You're dumb. Uh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's stepping way into like prequel territory of some of the stuff that's so schlocky and bad. I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm in. <laughs> this is so stupid. I love it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's just some of this stuff. And they're just. Boba Fett's the worst. Thanks, Disney. <laughs> well, come on. He was never, ever going to live up to the hype of fans. I understand. Stuff, right? As, and as soon as he original... showed up as a little boy, God, he was terrible. But, like. <laughs> Fire! Yeah, And, I mean, in the original trilogy, he's, he's just a mook. He sucks. Right? I mean, the only thing he did competently was float Han Solo in Carbonite up into his ship. I agree. Oh, and floating away in the ship in the trash. That was cool. No, he was good at Empire Strikes Back. And that was yeah. it. But but yeah, like, he, was a, he was a chump. I don't know. So I took the Tuscans to teach him how to fight. I'm going to say this without spoiler. I mean, it's, gonna be, it's not a spoiler because I don't know what's going on, so it's a guess. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, some kind of Han Solo thing is showing up in the show. I'm sure it is going to be awful. Whether it's... Alden Albright or whatever his name Alden is. Alden Brown. Or, uh, Alden Brown. He's a clan. Or no, well, some CGI Harrison clan. Ford bullshit. Because I have a feeling there's going to be... I got some scores to settle. Get the fuck out of here. Eh, no, because he already got paid for Han Solo. Do you think he, do I think he, he, just has... think he blames Solo and not, not Luke? Han that point, knocked him in. No, at that point, I think he doesn't blame anybody. He's already been, you know, he got out of the Starlight Pit. He blamed the Starlight Pit. <laughs> but no, he already got out of there. He went on his, you know, spirit journey. He changed. Okay. He went Scott. through his experiences. I don't think he wants blood for uh, what happened in Jabba's sail barge. He's dumb. So, Scott, I know you haven't watched it, but tough shit. I'm going to spoil something. <laughs> he looks. He goes back to look for his suit in the Sarlacc Pit. What the fuck? You. Warrior Star, you you came out. That's how you got out. You blasted your way through. Why would it be back in there? And A, why are you flying your ship so close to it? How does the ship even get so close to it? Go on, hey, Boba Fett. I no, thought, I thought, he, the, I thought the he, was, that he was the Jawas took it. Yeah, but he yeah. didn't remember probably because he was so scarred by the acid. And he yeah, just, probably. Just throw, throw your own headcanon in there, Alex. No, no, heat stroke. You wouldn't remember something like that. He, he just blasted. Remembers. How did he get out? He survived without his armor on in there? No, but all he remembers is he woke up at the Tuscan Raider camp. And that's head it. cannon! Alex, Alex got his head cannon going on. <laughs> Get out of here. He's just dumb. saying, he doesn't, he doesn't remember. Yeah. Obviously, but yeah, it's stupid. He doesn't remember. I, I just, Blood his way out. I, I just want to say that, that Han shot first. This is a safe space, and we're not going to attack other people's head cannons. <laughs> yeah. I'm not attacking. I'm just saying that's what it is. That's not what you're, that is not what they're showing on the screen. You, you can make up any excuses you want. I just, oh god, it just bugs me. <laughs> yeah, and um, what else? There was something I liked. There was a couple things that were all right. I guess. Yeah. What's her face still looks pretty damn good for being like sixty years old. Jennifer yeah, I mean, Beals. Yeah. Oh yeah. What really? I mean the tw- I the, the twilight sixties. I mean the twilight 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 uh, mm-hmm. prosthetics. Yeah, yeah. may help. She's she's probably in her fifties though. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, I think that that sounds about right. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I just it's just getting frustrated. Like I liked the Mandalorian a lot. There were episodes here and there that I didn't like, but this is just <sighs> I have no faith. No faith in Disney. I have no faith in George Lucas. <laughs> no no faith. Well. No faith. <laughs> no faith in what we no. make. I I told I said no faith and there's a big there's a big grain of faith. <laughs> Well, he's in I know, it. I know, that's why I was that episode yet. Yeah. I did watch like the first oh. like five minutes, so that's why I made that joke. Okay. <laughs> I said no thought. Okay. Well. So yeah, I'm not enjoying the show. I'm glad you are, Alex. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I enjoyed it's the first episode. Undecided. So Jet. Okay, so like I, said, I know I bring a lot of baggage to it, but it's just come on, Boba Fett. You're smarter than this. Jennifer Jennifer Beals is 58. She's smoke show. Good, good jeans. Mm-hmm. I heard what's her, the, the Phoenix Shan. She's like that age too. Uh, oh, Ming Na Wen. Yeah, Ming Na is ageless also. Chen yeah. Li. Ming Na is also fifty-eight. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think Tamir Morrison's a little bit older, and uh, I mean, he doesn't look as good as them, but he still looks good for his age. Yeah. So, like these guys, mm-hmm. he's in shape. I, I I do want to say that I still think it's super cool that this guy is getting his whole like this actor is getting a whole series. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, he was he was not the original guy from from uh, from Empire and Return, but, right? Um, but still, like it is super cool that like they could have they could have had a different guy do it. Like they really could have. Yeah, Alex, that little shitty rat droid thing, and oh god, that was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> that was so stupid. But it got and then me. he's, like, I am Boba Fett. What the fuck? <laughs> well, he is Boba Fett. God. You are the Boba Fett. Stupid. Yeah, just <laughs> just because we were, we were talking about ages. So Tamara Morrison is sixty-one. So yeah, he's got a couple years on them. Ooh, okay, but still. Okay, I found fast. I told you guys I watched uh, the new Cobra Kai. Do you know that Ralph Macchio is older than the actor who's in uh, the bad guy in the third movie, and you know he's in the season of Cobra Kai. He's older than yeah. uh, <laughs> that. So yeah, that I like that actor. Um, yeah, I forgot his name. Yeah. Um, he's in he's in some decent string of B movies in the. Mid late nineties, late nineties. Uh, so Ralph Macchio, uh, Th- Thomas Ian. Yeah, that, that's his name. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so he's born in sixty two, and Ralph Macchio <laughs> is sixty one. Yeah. Wow. So he's older. Oh, Ma- yeah, Macchio sixty years. Jesus Christ, I feel old. William Zabka. Uh, He's the baby of this group, at uh, a a a ripe fifty six, a spry fifty six. Drinking all that Coors, yeah, keeps you young. The banquet beer. All right, that's all. I pretty much. I didn't really watch much. I watched our movie. I I started. I mentioned the guys. I started watching the Eternals. I fell asleep a couple times, and that's not a judgment on the movie. I've just been just. I started too late. I'm too tired, and I'm old, so. Um, so far, I've, I like what I've seen. Um, yeah. I, I didn't know that some of these actors were in it. I really just didn't pay much attention to this. Like, I knew... Um, uh, What's-her-face? Angelina Jolie. 
Yes. B- Baby Bird's daughter was in it. Baby and, uh, Bird. Um, a couple people were in it. I knew the the, the, the winters is coming. The, the kings of the north are in it and other people, but uh, yeah. So far, so good. I, I didn't know Selma Hayek was in it. Uh, so yeah, anyway. So, but I'll keep watching. I'll give reports. So uh, Martin Cove um, is 75. Talk about people that look amazing for their age. Jesus. He looked like he's had some work done, though. Probably. probably. Yeah, that, that's probably true. But still, like, I just remember... I, so I have not watched Cobra Kai, but I do remember seeing him in a commercial commercial fairly recently. <laughs> Koala Kai. Yeah, where he's, like, telling people not to sweep the leg. It was pretty funny. It was, like, for some insurance thing. But, uh, but yeah, he still, like, looks the part. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the whole... Everyone's around still, except for uh, Pat Morita, unfortunately. Yeah. And I, I know you guys aren't watching the show, but I wonder if... Uh, what's her face? Who's in the Who's the girl in the fourth one? The, the new Karate Kid. Oh, uh, Hillary, Hillary Schwank. Oh, yeah, yeah, I wonder if she's Schwank. gonna make because they're bringing back like they're referencing everything. They're not just like, oh, those movies suck. We're not doing it. Like everything's coming back. So I'm wondering if they need like you know he needs to talk to somebody who knows Mr. Miyagi because that's the thing is they talk about the kids. You always talk about Mr. Miyagi. We don't know what the frick this guy is and everything. And anyway. Enough about that. You guys should watch it. That, that is that is funny to me though, Jeff. Like, I'm glad you pointed that out. That that Macho is actually older than that guy. <laughs> yeah, that is funny. That's nice. There's a bit of movie magic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. he was the Karate Kid, and I think he was like in his mid 30s <laughs> yeah. when he made the third one or something. Yeah. So honk, honk. That's the second one. All right. Uh, that's all I got. Anything else for you guys? Nope. Nope. All right. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.